Welcome to Spreading the Good Stuff, a podcast for regional women who want to thrive in their work, wellness, family and community. We share stories of triumph, challenge, growth and change in business and in life and offer helpful insights and advice to empower you to live your best life, however that looks for you. Welcome back to Spreading the Good Stuff. I'm Katrina Myers. I'm Christy O'Brien. And I'm Leonie Cannon. Hey, everyone. <laughs> it is so lovely to be here. We'd forgotten to do that little bit, so we thought we'd better tell you all, remind you all who you are, who we are in case you'd forgotten. So it is lovely to be back in your ears, of course. We're so enjoying doing this podcast together and all being back together. It's been so much fun and we're getting Lots of great messages and lots of people listening, so we're absolutely loving it. So as always, or well, as our new sort of routine goes, we're going to be talking about what's going well for us, what we're maybe having some challenges with, and always, as always, what we're loving as well. And we're guessing that this week the International Women's Day will probably come up because that was last week and we've all got some thoughts to share around that and some of our experiences and all of that good stuff. And, yeah, we'll just... Usually it's just a bit of a riff and we'll see how it goes and we love to just chat and share and see what comes up. And honestly, that is the favorite, the, the most favorite podcast I love listening to at the moment too is just women sharing what's going on for them because it's so relatable and it's just lovely. So, Christy, would you like to start us off this week? Sure. Okay. So um, I was going back through our little kind of, you know, um, pro forma that we were following and I was I was reading through it and it's like, how am I feeling? And my answer to that would be sore because I'm four weeks into my yoga course now and I'm still really sore from so much yoga. And one of the other questions is what do I need right now? And I feel like I need a bath. So that is on my list at some point this week if I can find 20 minutes to, to soak in a bath. But um, no, in all seriousness, I just, yeah, I feel like um, I'm really sort of hitting my straps in this course. And I think when you start something, you're not really sure how it's going to go. Um, you think it's a good idea at the time and you dive in and you're full of enthusiasm and then, you know, you get three or four weeks into something and you kind of go, right, how does it feel? You know, how is it making me feel as well? Which I think is a really important question for anything we have in our lives. But I do, I've been doing lots of practice classes with friends and family and that's been amazing because it's given me some real, real-time feedback and, and uh, I've been really nervous doing it as well because I feel like it's, um, you feel quite vulnerable. Um, even though I'm still learning and everyone's so kind and and caring in their in their feedback, but it's um it's just been awesome and I've just loved every second of it, other than having really sore hips, but that's that's part of the course. Yes, I I and um yeah. What was that like? The hips don't lie. Hip Yeah, exactly right. And I'm hoping as my as time goes on my my body will get stronger, but no, I'm I'm really loving that. But I really want to hear about about your International Women's Day, um, Katrina, because that's something I wanted to talk about. But I want to hear about your day. And I saw on the socials that you were hosting an amazing event, which I did think about trying to get to. But I had lots of work on and you know, I'd been midweek and also it was sold out as well, which was incredible. So well done. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Well, that was amazing. Um, it was just you know, like they're just such cup filling days, those sort of days when you all get together and it was great because the Shire organized it. So it was all, you know, like not volunteers that had to do it. 
which is great. It was like cheap tickets. I think it was $18 to attend and, you know, because the Shire kind of um, funded it uh, and we had the long paddock to the catering, absolutely beautiful food. And 85 women sold out like super quickly. I think they're going to up the numbers to 100 next year. And we heard from Ginny Stevens from Active Farmers and Kim Fall from Ethical Outback Wool. And I have been, I hadn't heard of Kim before, actually. I hadn't come across her business, but I've been following Ginny Stevens and Active Farmers for a long time and was really excited to hear from her because obviously and we have so much in common with the, with the work that we're trying to do, I guess, and it's all about, you know, trying to support mental health and farmers and get them out and about and all that kind of stuff. And she shared all that story and it was just really beautiful. And, and I actually talked about on my podcast this week too, what I, so because now when I go to listen to speakers, especially, well, anyone really, but particularly women, um, because that's who I tend to listen to most. (laughs) Um, I like to ask, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. And I think it's something that is always really, well, over the, sort of more recent years, it's something that I've thought about more because I think we do this thing where we really pin women up and we say how amazing they are and, you know, isn't it wonderful they're doing all this stuff, but often we forget to ask the question, well, what's actually going on behind the scenes and, like, how are you actually managing that and and sometimes what is the cost of that? And we sort of pin up this sort of like, well, well you're amazing because you're doing everything and we applaud that and we sort of like, you know, but actually often you know, that they're like they're ducks above ducks in the water, you know, their heads above the water, but their feet are paddling underneath and it's all out of control. And I just think Yeah. And I think everyone's still, you know, want wondering what the hell they're gonna cook for dinner, no matter what they're doing. Yes. And so I think it's not about like so for me, it's not about judging like whatever's happening behind the scenes, that's fine, but let's just have that conversation and be open and honest about it. And so it was really cool to ask both of them, you know, and one of them, you know, Kimmy sort of said, Oh, well, it's a bit of a shit show, but she was kind of okay with that. And then Ginny was like, yeah, well, yeah. look, actually I had to step back from being the CEO of Active Farmers because I just knew I couldn't, didn't have any more to give it and I knew it was the right decision and all of that. And so that's what I was actually really interested in and I'm really interested in having that conversation more, like what is going on behind the scenes for women? And, you know, it's one thing to have this kind of achieve, achieve and do more, but like what's actually happening behind the scenes and let's be real and honest about that because for a lot of women who are sort of aspiring to be like that, they're just like, well, you know, they're sort of wondering why there's something wrong with them if they can't do it. When in actual fact, maybe it's not sustainable and let's have that conversation. So so that was really cool and that's something that I just sort of wanted to highlight because I think it's definitely where we need to be having, you know, like more conversations about what's going on for women. But, yeah, it was an absolutely fabulous day. And that reminds me of a conversation. I'm pretty sure in one of our early episodes, correct me if I'm wrong, we did a whole episode about comparison, I reckon. Yeah. And then that's the other thing. That's what it buys into then because then you have all these women who are kind of like just struggling to keep their head above water thinking, well, why can't I have this amazing business or why can't I do all of these things? And and then you get into this comparison and it, yeah, it can be really sort of um, unhelpful, you know, but I think, again, it's not about sort of judging those women and trying to then say, well, you know, if it's a shit show behind the scenes, then it's not worth it. It's just about understanding and then empathizing and just having that awareness around, you know, A, what that actually takes. And then B, like how we can improve on that. Like if it is a bit of a shit show, well, okay, well, what can we all do to take more care of ourselves so that we can manage these, you know, uh, things that we're all trying to do in a more sustainable way? And help each other as well, you know, like really exactly. and genuinely help each other. Kind of, you know, you can kind of clap from the sidelines, but actually to be at the coalface on the ground helping people. I'll make sure we share the 
the link to that comparison episode in the show notes because I can't really remember when it was, but it was a ripper from memory. And also then being able to ask for help, you know, because it's okay to accept, look, actually, you know, I, I'm so passionate about this thing that I'm trying to do and I really have these big dreams and I want to do this stuff, but actually I'm not quite sure to how, how to manage it all behind the scenes and, you know, where do I go for help? How do I learn how to manage that myself and all that sort of stuff? So. Yeah, but just I will quickly share in terms of how I'm feeling and what was the other thing? What I need right now? That was my question. And then we can ask yeah. Lee as well. Tell us what is going on behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so how am I feeling? It has been an up and down last couple of weeks because I came out of the retreat on a massive high and then just went like flat out busy for two weeks, which I, is not the place I like to sit. I have, I'm very aware when I'm too busy and I do not like it, but it was cool. Like it was all fun stuff, but it was just a bit hectic. You know, end of summer sports, start of winter sports, all colliding all at once with the kids and lots going on. So today I'm feeling like just energized and sort of refreshed and like I'm ready because it's just a nice sort of spacious week. So that feels awesome. And what I need right now is also, did you say a massage, Chris? I feel like I need a massage because I've got lots. A bath. Yeah, I need a bath. bath. That's right. (laughs) Um, I've got lots of aches and pains in my body at the moment. I had an iron transfusion, like, and I've had all these headaches and weird aches and stuff ever since. So I'm like, a massage is what I've been thinking I really need. There you go. What about you, Lee? (laughs) I want a chef for this week. Um, And a living house cleaner, window cleaner. Just someone generally here 24-7 would be wonderful just to pick up all of that load at home. but thank you, as you were speaking there about International Women's Day and your experience of that event on Wednesday and just that question around what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I didn't really know where today's conversation would go, but as soon as you just asked that question, it made me start thinking about what is really going on behind the scenes um, here. And, and I think I liked what you were saying too because it helps, I guess, in any line of work but as a woman um, and for me personally running my own business and freelancing and having done it for a long time, it just helps to know that everyone's got stuff going on in the background and it just helps you to not feel so alone at times when, you know, even though you're fulfilled and loving your work and for me there's nothing else that I could imagine doing, there's nothing else that I want to do it's still really bloody hard at times and it doesn't always feel great. Um, But I know that the grass isn't greener and I think it just helps so much when you hear other women sharing what it, what it really can be like. And for me, sort of since Christy stepped out of the business a couple of years ago now, and I've spoken about this already, I've been in a period of um, really expanding, um, scaling the business and bringing on team and, you know, now there are, there's, there's 10 of us in our Splendid Word crew, um, copywriters, editors, photographers, everyone. So it's such a, a wide and broad skill set. And that's been so rewarding and so great growing and, and expanding to that kind of stage. But it brings with this it a whole new set of challenges and, um, you know, I definitely found myself in this last little while thinking is this, I knew that when it was just me freelancing, I, I I, I needed to change that because I'd been writing for my whole life and I wanted to move into a bit of a different area. And then when we did start to scale, then I'd step more into a manager's kind of role, overseeing team, doing lots of editing of everyone else's content, but not so much getting into 
projects myself and doing heaps of writing. And then in this last six months, I've picked up lots and lots of writing and I'm neck deep in projects that I'm doing on my own as well as managing team. And it's too much. (laughs) It's way too much. Well, the reason it's too much is because there's no space for anything to go wrong. And I had this conversation with my husband the other night just around the stage of life that we're at, and I'm sure you girls can relate to. Um, it might be different for ones who are younger, younger than, than where I'm at, but just in, in mid-40s, still having young children, ageing parents or parent and, and in-laws, etc. And just that when everything's going well, that's all okay, but it's just in the back of my mind that and listening to lots of other people in this season of their life talking about that load on women working full-time looking after a family, young children, but then parents at the other end of the spectrum. And there's just that feeling, and I know my mum's going through some health issues at the moment too, and just thinking, gosh, you need there needs to be room there to, so I can be that person to, to be the carer at that end as well. And have I got that space? And right now I absolutely don't. So I need, I know that I need to make some changes again in the business moving forward. What that looks like, I'm not sure, but this is just where I'm sitting right now. What's going on behind the scenes is, okay, how I've had a couple of years now building, growing, seeing where I can take this business and it's been so rewarding and so exciting, but entering into another change, another season of life, yeah, how's it going to look for the next five, ten years perhaps? Um, And that's the beauty of being a woman, isn't it, and running your own business too that, you have, well, I have got that flexibility to make the changes that need to be made um, and nothing stays the same. It's funny, Lee, you talk about that, um, you know, that kind of I suppose our parents are getting to that age and that stage where you do feel like you're, um, you know, having to care or, or carve and out some time. To to, and you? I think you the, that person. Exactly. But I think the key here is having conversations, if you're lucky enough to have siblings as well, like to have conversations with your siblings. And even if they do live elsewhere, it's like it's sharing that load. And even if it is just a mental load, not a physical load, like I've got friends taking, you know, parents to doctor's appointments and, you know, putting them in care, full-time care. And that's really tough. And I've got siblings that live away and it's really bloody hard, but they have to go, no, like we all have to share this load. And it it can be a hard conversation because if you live near your folks and you've got siblings that live away, it's kind of just naturally you're there on hand, but it's a really important conversation and it's a mature, hard conversation mm-hmm. to have with your loved ones about, you know, we have to share this load because sometimes it falls to the, the daughter as well. And again, it's, yeah, and it's that mother load. It doesn't always, but it's that kind of role that we take on. And, you know, I'm having conversations with women who are 10 years older than me that were retired and ready to travel world the world and now they're full-time caring for their parents or their parents-in-laws and and I know it's not forever and it's as you said Lee you want to be there for it but you've got to have a conversation about it and and almost plan for it because it's going to happen at some point that's just life yeah. and whether it? it's parents or your children or just anything or a friend or you, you just it's just that reminder that you need to create or have that little bit of wiggle room um in your life to be able to manage and cope with those things um, because if there's no room, then <laughs> the wheels can fall off pretty quickly, can't they? Um, so yeah, it's just been an interesting, an interesting time. Spot on. Yeah, just been an interesting weekend. I've had a busy, really busy weekend. I, I didn't have a long weekend in terms of out of the office. I've, I've worked the whole weekend. Um, but, yeah, lots of nice conversations around how things 
will look in the future. Um, and it mightn't be big changes. It's just little tweaks. And I think for me, it's been this reminder that as much as I've loved getting back into heaps of copywriting myself, um, I can't, I can't do both. Okay. Okay. So how and also the future is so unpretty. What do you need? Yes. Um, I'm, well, this week I'm feeling really focused because I've got a heap of deadlines coming at the end of this week, which is why I've worked all weekend because I was starting to think maybe I might not make a deadline, which hasn't ever happened before. Um, but anyway, feeling a lot better about that. All is under control. So feeling focused and feeling eager for kind of next, I think next Monday I've um, popped a couple of big projects to bed and still lots of other things happening, but I'll just take the pressure off a little bit. So I'm looking forward to reaching that stage, but also doing the work this week. Everything I'm working on is just so great. Just so many awesome projects. And what I need, yeah, I think just this week probably no joke about the the chef <laughs> cleaner and I think just organise, you know, to get some meals in and um, take the pressure off in cooking for the kids. Yeah. Um, and Definitely. yeah, getting them chipping in and helping out a lot more. Just and probably just not worrying about it. You know, sometimes you've got to let a few things slide, don't you? That so you can. I was going to say, kids will survive on cooked chook and vegetables later. Oh, they at least five days. Three weeks already, don't, don't you? Yeah, so fine. just that little bit of extra support is probably all I feel like I'm needing because everything else feels good. I'm still, I yeah, feel good in myself. So um, that's, yeah. Don't forget to ask for help. Um, yeah, definitely. And, Chris, what what's sort of, I think you were going to share some thoughts about like what's been challenging you maybe in relation to International Women's Day as well, following on from that conversation. Yeah, it's funny. So during the, the week I was chatting to um, my girls who are both teenagers about something came up and um, I think our eldest was was apologising for something that, she, oh, I think, yeah, she had a shift at work that she was asked to do and she couldn't do it and she felt really bad. She wanted to say sorry and I go, you know, like it's great to kind of be aware and stuff, but I go, you don't have to apologise for everything. You know, like her first point is, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and coming from a place of I should feel bad about this before I even actually put it out there. And I said to her, you know, as women, young women or older women, like we've got to stop apologising for stuff that we're not bloody sorry for, you know. Like I think it's just that wanting to please. And and so in that week we were sort of talking about um, equality, I suppose, more than anything. And I think International Women's Day is a fabulous day to kind of highlight the amazing things that women um, have done, are doing and will do in the future. It's a great day to celebrate. But I just felt really underwhelmed last week with a couple of things, particularly in the media and the treatment of one of our, you know, um, highly kind of, uh, you know, highly held esteemed journalists on ABC TV and just just the treatment she received and and the disgusting comments that, you know, I probably don't see a lot of that stuff because I don't, I'm not on Twitter a lot. Of, and I know it exists, but it's so bad. And this wasn't just last week. She puts up with that all the time. And and just that week we were having a conversation, my husband and I, about, I don't even know how it came up, and he said, do you know that when Barack Obama was the president of the USA, he he actually wore the same suit every day for his whole term, whole time in office because he, it was one less thing he, he didn't want to have to choose. And he was like, isn't that really amazing? I go, and then I turn around and I shouldn't have jumped down his throat, but I go, well, that's bloody amazing because he's a fucking male and he can do that. Like, you know, excuse my French, but like, if a woman did that and wore the same dress for the whole time of her time in office or whatever, 
she would be absolutely caned for it in the media, which... But mostly, by, unfortunately, often by the women. <laughs> exactly, Lee. And, that, and that's a fair... That is a point too often. I just, I just think, you know, it shouldn't matter, you know. And I think we're all, we're all guilty of, you know, judgment and comparison. But I just, I just felt like this week that, you know, we should have been celebrating and lifting people up. And I, you know, and I didn't even know who it was or what, what the, you know, what they were saying exactly. But <clears throat> I just felt underwhelmed. And and then later in the week, we had that, you know, circumstance of the woman being kicked out of the court because she was breastfeeding. And you just kind of think, like, we still got such a long way to go. Yeah, we do. And I, I a young guy, you know, in his twenties, say something on on the morning of International Women's Day, where we were all a group of us all together, um, exercising and talking about international you know, happy international women's day and this young guy's like why do women need a day for themselves and oh my goodness seriously poor so, oh guy everyone just launched him um well you just it's so surprising when to come up against that you just think oh, i thought people knew better yeah but i, I yeah but you know i think that though like i do think that young men are in a really tricky time as well at the moment where they're feeling like well who are we where do we fit you know it's a really tough time and it's it's so kind of complex still and so you can see even though that comment's just ridiculous like i do think you know you just see that you see the success of this like jordan peterson and all these sort of really quite conservative far-right like male kind of advocates and you think yeah, like there really is this, there's this whole contingent of sort of young men who are feeling very lost. And then there's also the ones who are probably like, I don't know, who've been brought up differently or who are more self-aware or have more, you know, self-love for themselves and feel more confident in themselves who are very much like, yes, this is what needs to happen. So I think it's all a lot of things going on for each. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot in it, isn't there? But yeah, I mean, I think it's the yin and the yang for me with International Women's Day. It's like, yes, we've come so far and it's great to acknowledge that, but also we still have a way to go, you know, and it's just like that. And I think it comes down to equality and, and equality for everyone too, you know, when, when sort of men say, well, how come we don't have a day? Well, I think they actually technically do. But, um, you know, it's that equality across the board, you know, we're not just talking about women, we're talking about everybody. And 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 I think I think education is really important in this space as well and having those conversations, you know, and not just sort of, I suppose, you know, blaming and shaming people. Like last week when that 15-year-old um, boy was kicked out of the stadium at the um, NRL game for racially abusing a First Nations player and the actual player, he said, look, I don't think he should be banned for life. I think he should be educated, you know, like so there's that kind of, you know, moving forward with that open heart, open mind, let's educate people, bring everyone along with us rather than, you know, put them in the sin bin and shame them and, you know, and that would be really life impacting for him as well. So it's... um. I think equality, and I think that was a that was a theme this year for International Women's Day was embrace equality, and I think that's probably well, it was actually embrace equity. so yeah, it was embrace equity, which means actually looking at where people have come exactly. from as well, not just trying to get equality. Like so important. Yeah. So yeah, I and that it's that whole kind of you know where have we come from, where are we now, and where are we going, rather than just go oh let's all have a cupcake and go isn't this great <laughs> like. There was a lot of talk this year, really railing against the cupcakes. I know. I love a good cupcake, but come on. (laughs) But I I heard a really interesting statistic um, on a a Instagram page or, you know, um, brand that I follow. She's on the money. I don't know if anyone follows um, those guys. 
But uh, she had a, she'd shared a whole lot of slides and stats that day around gender equality and was saying that based on the, our current rate of progress in this space that it will take 300 years to achieve um, full gender equality, which, <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that too. It's it is, quite daunting. Yeah, but I guess it's just a reminder to keep working at it, isn't it? It is, and I think it sometimes makes you laugh. Well, if you don't, if you don't like laugh, you'll cry. And my bang on chicks last week were talking about this as well. And um, there was a they would they were talking about a comment that someone had made in the media saying it's great we've got two female statues now in Brisbane I think it was or somewhere like that and and so we've only five behind the amount of dog statues there are in Brisbane. So hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> and I kind of thought that that is so sad, but it's funny and it's great that we've got you know these statues celebrating women and I had half a kind of argument with my 18 year old son going well there's a there's a few women statues and I'm like other than you know Cheryl McMahon who I used to play netball with when I was a junior like she's got a statue now at um John Kane Arena in in Melbourne and we're like how fantastic is that and I said because there aren't many and he goes well there's heaps I go well name me another one he said Kathy Freeman I go yes and then after that nothing crickets like he couldn't name one other I don't know he's younger and but you know he should be aware that there aren't that many and that's why we want to celebrate it so it's kind of that he's like well there's enough you know like why should we have more so it's interesting um and you don't want to have an argument it's more about that education um around it you know like them but just making people aware without getting too hysterical which is hard to do sometimes I think that's the key thing. It's always got to come from this place of like compassion and empathy and like always trying to sort of move forward with that sort of hope rather than because, you know, it's again, it comes back to like, like you were saying with the, with the equality thing and with men, like the more we just blame and shame, the more they're going to back away. You know, it doesn't help anyone to sort of shame them. Um, it's just, you know, as we know, vulnerability and all that sort of stuff is the antidote to that. So we've just got to keep, you know, having these conversations, keep the awareness out there and, Keep the hearts open, keep moving forward. And, yeah, I think it's there's a lot to be celebrated and, and it's still a long way to go, but we're getting, you know. And it, isn't it wonderful? Like I love having these sort of conversations with women like you. You know, I must say I do struggle when I get into those conversations with people who, who are sort of not feminists. <laughs> and I really have to be like deep breaths because, you know, it's it's hard, but. It's great to have these conversations so we can all kind of agree with each other. <laughs> yes. I love it. In our little echo chamber. But, yeah, I think it is, I agree with the sort of the, you know, and I even with my son, like I didn't want to kind of make it his fault that there weren't enough statues, but it's that kind of actually, well, we could always have a few more for this reason, you know, and I, so it's that kind of, you know, because you don't want then him to kind of grow up, you know, thinking, well, God, you know, we're in trouble for this. It's our fault. And then it comes from a place of defensiveness, which is when people get really, you know, awful when they're feeling defensive sometimes, you know, which is a natural. And I find it challenging even, you know, not having any daughters and raising all sons too that are still young and haven't really experienced the world yet and haven't probably seen a lot of the things that we're talking about and that we're sort of fighting for because as young kids, particularly I know the ones in primary school, like their view of the world and my youngest one came home the other day saying, Mum, do you know the girls in our class, like they – they never get in trouble. They get picked for everything. They get like, always, the boys are, we're always getting in trouble and we're always told to be quiet and sit, you know, and but the girls just get picked for everything and they get the awards. Or, and I was just sitting there laughing, thinking, well, they're in because often girls are told to be good and, you know, you know which <laughs> doesn't seem to 
sort of wash for the boys so much. Um, but it, it's hard trying to um, paint a picture for them of what the rest of life can look like for women and for girls as they get older because when they're at this stage of life, they're just not seeing it. And I think that's where stories are so great. Like I've got, you know, a friend of mine who's, you know, our age, she she said to me one day she didn't think that, you know, sexism existed because it never happened to her before, you know, and I'm like, you know, but, and I can, you know, or some people think that there's no racism because that, you know, it hasn't happened to them. And on the weekend on Insiders, uh, there was an older white male journalist saying, you know, well, I think this whole racism thing, like it was, you know, storming a teacup and they blew it out of proportion. They should have just let it. And this young captain of the Melbourne storm went, well, actually, if we ignore it, it won't go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of that just because it hasn't happened to you and you don't experience it, which means you're really bloody lucky. Um, it doesn't mean that doesn't exist. So it's kind of that sharing people's stories. And I think, Lee, you would, you know, being a journalist, you know, you get to share those stories and, and some of the stories are hard to, to hear. And even last week, this treatment of Lisa Miller was awful. Like I felt sick. Like I didn't even want to look at it because I thought that's so awful. But I think her sharing her story kind of made some people go, oh God, this is really bad. Like she lives with this all the time. And then we have to kind of be confronted with it and go, oh my God, what do we do about this? Well, we have a conversation and you're not going to get rid of all the trolls, but you can educate people to say, this is what people are up against, you know, um, and equity and equality is really important. We should talk about it every day. I think it's really, it always kind of is a bit of a bugbear of mine when people say, well, I have an experience. It's like, it's not about your personal experience. And I just find that it's a very sort of, um, I don't know if it's uneducated, it's it's sort of a lack of awareness and it's a lack of being able to critically think about these big issues because totally. when you individualise it and just bring it back to you, it just really shows such a lack of empathy and a lack of understanding of the complexity of the issues. And I find a lot of people do that and they just bring it back to, well, I've never experienced sexism and I've never been sexually harassed. And it's like, yeah, okay, but, you know, like really if you look at the stats. And often it. It's often the ones that are saying it too. I'm, I find that it, it tend to be the people too who, you know, say, oh, I don't read the newspaper, I don't watch the news, I don't, you know, I just re- I refuse. Everything's bad news and I don't want a part of it. And I, I understand that you need to limit that kind of input coming into your life, but you also need to know what's going on in the world around you. Um, yeah. You can't just... Or your head in the sand. No, exactly. And it's that's just, again, that critical thinking, that awareness, that being able to think about things more broadly and understand the, the depth of issues and not just individualise it all the time. It's got to be that kind of, you know, broader approach, I think. But we've probably, probably talked enough about International Women's Day and clearly you can tell that we're all, you know, avid feminists and absolutely believe in equality and equity for all and we're very passionate about it and we will continue to talk about it more. I'm absolutely sure because it's, you know, it's really important to all of us. And I think we should move on to what we're loving for this week, should we? I agree. Yep, let's lift the vibe. Who okay. wants to go first? Lee, you go first. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I was going to talk about one thing, which can I have two? Yeah, absolutely. One briefly, and I'm not sure if you girls have tried this out, but I, I got a subscription to the app um, Headway. Headway. Have you heard of that? No. Nope. So it is a like it's a non-fiction book summary app. So oh, it's any single non-fiction book you can think of. So whether it might be books about 
and you get to hop in and it's the, all the books are categorized, but you can pick whatever category is relevant to you. So it might be productivity or self-growth or <clears throat> family, whatever it might be. Um, and then the books are, so it's a, an audio reading of the books that they're summarized into 15 minutes. So you, you can kind of, you know, have to read the full book, which I want to read the full book, but I don't often have the time to read the full book. So at least this way you can listen in on that 15-minute summary, you know, when you're on a doing a trip in the car or some mundane house task, whatever it might be, um, and then really decide, actually, I want to get that book and read that whole book. But it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I just wanted to have a play around with it and see what it was like, so I'm enjoying that. But the other thing that I'm loving, and I haven't shared this with you girls yet, was this beautiful email that I received during the week um, from a dear friend, a male friend who listened into our podcast, last podcast episode. Ooh. It's a very, it's quite a long email, so I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. I'm sure he won't mind me doing that. But I received this email the other night saying, Lee, my beautiful friend, I just had to reach out tonight to say, that I'm overwhelmed with gratitude and also a sense of pride and to let you know how your podcast has just played a small part in a really significant moment for me tonight. Wow. So he goes on, he goes on to explain that he lost his mum um, 12 months ago, which I obviously know he's a good friend, um, and he's been training um, to do a 10K run, which he hadn't you know, run that far before. He wouldn't probably consider himself a runner. Um, so he'd been training for this run and his body kept, you know, breaking down with injury and he was feeling really deflated and just this feeling that he wasn't just letting himself down, but he was letting his mum down. He really wanted to, to do this run before her 12 month anniversary. Um, so he decided that he'd, he'd try and lose a bit of weight as well and see if that helped with injuries. And so he'd been working really hard on that. And the other night he went for a run. He hadn't decided how far he was going to go, but he just thought he'd, he thought he'd give it a bit of a crack um, and this is when he's emailed me just after it. So he, um, what has he said? Um, you're probably sitting here reading thinking, what are you going on about? But he said, this is where you, Christy and Katrina came into the equation. I got it into my head that I'm going to do the bridge to bridge, which is a, a 10K Chica Moama run. I didn't think I'd achieve it, but I wanted to see how far I could go. Started running, listening to some rubbish running playlists for some energy to get going and then I remembered seeing your post about season two, episode two dropping. And I thought I'd give a listen to my dear friend and see how, how far I could run. He said, I'm not sure how many male listeners you have <laughs> or feedback to receive, but when Katrina started talking, I was captivated listening to her story of her retreat, what she was feeling grateful for. And when she said the words walking towards your fear, I said to myself, I'm going to finish this 10K. <laughs> I said, and I did. I'm good. I said, I'm to you all. I just... I've just made it home. I've done the 10K. Um, he said, I wanted to run around to your house and give you a big sweaty hug for your podcast getting me through the trip. But my legs are too heavy. <laughs> but can you please pass on my thanks to the Spreading the Good Stuff crew for their words tonight? I'll be sure to tune in again yeah, next week. That is so cool. Um, and, yeah, how special is that? That's so special. So shout out. I love it. That's maybe Shout out to, oh my it, to my beautiful mate. Mate, Tris, um, I'm so good. good on you, buddy. Yay. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, like, I, um, we haven't spoken about the beautiful message we had from another friend last week. She said she was sitting at the front of the bakery or the, the butcher because she couldn't get out of the car because she was listening to our first episode. She said she was stuck in the car because she wanted to hear the end of it before she got out to finish her errands. And I just thought, so good, you know, like, and we have had so many listens. That was something I wanted just to, to mention. I know you mentioned it at the start, Katrina, but. 
you know, we've always said we would do this just for ourselves because it's fun and it's, it's a pretty cheap form of therapy as well. Um, but it's so lovely to have people tune in and, and kind of, it helps them in, 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 in some way, which it has with, with our running friend, which is bloody fantastic. I know. Isn't that special? Oh, yeah. good. That makes me smile. Very yeah. large. <laughs> what about you, Katrina? What are you loving? Oh, I love it so much, too. Oh, you like? I'm not going to go next. Um, um, okay, I've forgotten what mine was now. I'm just going to um, – no, you go. Uh, my mind's gone totally blank. <laughs> A few things I've got. <laughs> okay so i'll go mine mine is a book actually and um so this semester i'm doing i'm studying australian literature um for my creative um writing degree which i'm getting pretty close to finishing next year hopefully i can throw the hat in the air after about seven and a half years anywho so the subject i'm doing is australian literature and the moment i'm reading a book by a, an author Leonie, who you and I saw over at the um, Wood Writers Festival many years ago, called Kim Scott, and he's an Australian author, Indigenous author from Western Australia, and he's written a book called That Dead Man Dance, which I've had, I bought it at the Writers Festival in Bali, and um, it's been on my shelf, and it's part of the the curriculum that we're reading, and um, it's a beautiful book. It's it's poetic, and it's a story about first contact, you know. Um, with settlers in Western Australia, you know, literally like, you know, early, early sort of settler days. And it's a story of how they, how they met and got along. And I mean, sure, it, it, there was, there were challenges, but it is just a conversation or, and a story that we don't see enough. And um, there are so many amazing books out there written by first Australians about, about, you know, Indigenous um, issues and I just feel like there should be more. But I know that there's some books like this in schools now. And I just wish that we had have read stories like this when we were at school because I just think it would have it would have put us 20 years ahead of where we are now, actually 30 years ahead of where we are now. So I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's easy to read. It's just beautifully done. And um, he's got lots of books, Kim Scott, but I'll, I'll share this one because it's a story that all Australians sh- should know about. And it's, it's, a, it's a narrative we don't see often enough. So that's what I'm loving. Can I borrow once you've done your assignment? <laughs> Definitely. I was only thinking though, Lee, after listening to that app of yours, how big's your to read pile now? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I, th- I think I got all overwhelmed by the excitement of that beautiful feedback and I couldn't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> I've got so I've got so many things I'm loving, but the two I want to mention is that we have a gym coming to Barrow, which is super exciting. Yes, well, it's in Kundruk actually. Oh, wow. Kundruk, but the Kundruk people will hate me for that. Um, it is my beautiful friend, Rach, who I have a red sauna and a smoothie bar and it's just. I love that you're standing up as you're saying this at the moment. It looks like you're doing a workout. I'm so excited. Actually, that is another thing I am absolutely loving since the retreat, and I'm thinking about running these like blindfolded dance classes because we did these really cool of dancing at the retreat. Now I've heard it all. And how fun. Look, I absolutely love it. So you literally just get in a room, you play hardcore dance music, you put your blindfold on and you just let yourself go and it is the best feeling. I'm not sure how many people will be brave enough to turn up, but I'm thinking about pitching it to Rach. So watch this space for <laughs> blindfolded dance. Sounds like we've got a road trip cap. Would you two do it? As long as we can go to that funky little bar, that little wine bar in Kundalbaram as well. Like we've got you to go there. Be- 
Yes, so she's having happy happy hours on Friday nights, and so Ivy Joyce in Barham, very good. Yeah. Ivy Joyce, that's right. Yeah, love it. Also, another great recommendation. Well, I think that's probably all we've got time for today. We've gone nearly to forty minutes. You know, we always think we'll probably only be like twenty twenty five minutes, and then we just talk and talk and talk, and we love it. So. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to you too. I am just loving this so much. That's the other thing I'm loving is just talking to you too. It's the best. And I'm so pleased we're back. Yeah, same. Me too. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for the chat, girls. See you in a fortnight.